With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh, and as always, it's episode 21. We are the Sound Surfers. I'm Malcolm. I am James. It's your boy Rob, the ROB. Hey, what's up? It's Corbin. And a lot to get down to, of course iHeartRadio Music Festival this weekend. We're talking about Usher's eighth studio album. We're going to get down to it, of course. And for homework, I assigned B to the Chicago Kids, Pineapple Now Layers. Oh, yes. Not, Not a really very well-known album. Not there at all, yeah. okay? This is what I like to call a soul-to-soul episode. Very soul-to-soul. Very soul-to-soul. Very, very soul-to-soul, okay? But no of course, can to the group. No, no relation to the group. Not, soul to soul. <laughs> Sadly, but I think <laughs> I think we should. Uh, that might have to be homework really soon. Ooh. Not going to lie. Maybe a little bit of soul to soul. Hmm. Or is that the only hit? Uh, we'll see. We're, we're going to break down to it. Of course. We're going to have to just do hits. It just, just hits. We can go deep, baby. We can go deep cuts all day. That's what mm-hmm. we do here on the Sound Surfers. Um, of course, you can hit us on, uh, on our website, soundsurferspodcast.com, at Sound Surfers on Twitter. Join the conversation. But headlines to get down to real quick. Speaking of iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio world premieres. Are crazy uh, the past two weeks, of on course. On fire, right? On now. fire. Shout out iHeart. Of, of course, uh, dropping out of nowhere, the weekend teams up with Daft Punk? I didn't even believe this was going to happen. I've, every time I see something about Daft Punk, I just think it's never going to happen because there's so many rumors that they're doing something. Oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, there's this rumor that started, what, like maybe a month ago? And then all of a sudden, there it is. I just wasn't expecting because I saw that there was, I think, maybe a station in Atlanta, an iHeart station in Atlanta, like prematurely kind of tweeted like, hey, new weekend in Daft Punk. And I was like, this can't be a real thing because no one was supporting it. And then it's called Starboy, the lead single or the lead track off of that titled album. The album is coming out in November. It's a new weekend album called Starboy. And he cut his hair, guys. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. I haven't even seen. Wow. Oh, bro. His hair doesn't look like a stalagmite anymore. New hair, new direction. New direction. Yeah. <laughs> the new able. It's the new weekend. But that's kind of what you want, though, because the weekend came out, his sound was kind of interesting, and it was like it had some cool songs, and he's going in another direction. I, I like that. Especially do it early. Establish yourself. So, all right, I'm established. Now I'm going to go out and do this other thing. Yeah. No, I, I give it up. Oh, my God. I'm looking at his haircut right now, and it's unreal. Oh, yeah. Wow. He got handsome. Wow. I mean, like his hair before was cool. Like yeah. I, I thought the locks was all right, yeah. even though it, you know it looked. It, it always definitely had that like stalagmite form. Oh my god! Uh, I can't believe you called him a stalagmite. That's the problem I have with this. <laughs> like I think that's the issue. Um, of course, you can listen to Starboy. It's on iHeartRadio, streaming everywhere. It's a great song, and oh my god, Daft Punk. I don't know if we say that they're back. We don't know when they're going to come back after this. You never know. When you they just come never back. know. But they just show up whenever they want. If you're if you're missing some good Daft Punk in your life, and if you haven't heard anything from the weekend, and you want some really good weekend music, it's a dope, dope track. And of course, sticking with iHeartRadio World Premiere, it's premiered last week. We got the video this week, co-wrote, co-produced by a dream team: Kevin Parker of Tim Impala, uh. Mark Ronson. Oh, it's Lady Gaga's newest song. It's called Perfect Illusion. Fire. Is it really? It's fire. See, man, yeah, I haven't been able to get around to that one either. But I did see that she did that uh, her newest music video with Kevin Parker. I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, look, co-wrote, co-produced. That's yeah, that's by all incredible. three of them. How cool is that? You no, know I'm never mad at Lady Gaga. I saw her perform here in Phoenix uh, a year or so ago, two years ago. Good show, phenomenal, dude. She, really good show. She She's is an amazing. entertainer. You I know, can't... you know. And speaking of her entertaining, actually, she just got the gig for Super Bowl Fifty One. Holy cow, that's crazy, Smart. dude! I'm excited. I think she's going to have a great Super Bowl. Yeah. And no, I mean, I'm, like, her creative, like, like, see, that was one of the things I felt like in high school, like, a lot of me and my friends were just weirded out by, just because, like, her whole, like, she was just very weird in her whole persona and stuff. But yeah, I the think, way she dresses, but now the that neat I'm, dress. Right, 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 exactly. But now that, like, I'm grown, like, I can kind of see how that would probably manifest, like, onto a Super Bowl stage, and I'm really excited for it now. It's going to be very interesting, for sure, the Super Bowl performance, because yeah. she can go a lot of different ways, cause a lot of controversy. Right, that's right. Ex- and that's the thing. NFL doesn't like controversies. Well, but, you know, it's funny because they've sort of embraced the protests by the players kneeling down the national anthem. They haven't tried to shy away from that. 
Beyonce's performance last year, they didn't shy away from that. No. They didn't bar her, so maybe they're trying to shake hey, that perception. Did you uh, well, Did you hear that they're trying to develop like an emergency plan, like a yeah. backup plan for the Vikings-Panthers game this weekend? Because it's in Charlotte. Because it's in Charlotte where all the stuff's oh, going on. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, they're wild. trying to figure stuff out. And I, I, I don't know if it'll still be going on by Sunday, but yeah. Well, okay, the National not. Guard will probably be there just in case. Right? Yeah. You never go when the National Guard gets called out. And, of course, they have emergencies. So, hey. Us at the Sound Service, we want to send our love, our respect, of course, down to Charlotte. Of course, everywhere no plagued by a lot of this violence, a lot of this unrest. Um, it's good, bad on both sides. We break it all down on a lot of these episodes. But if there's any answer, it's the music. And that's what we're here to talk about, guys. So check out Perfect Illusion. Um, it's Lady Gaga's latest single premiering on iHeartRadio along with the weekend single. And, of course, again, follow us. Get on the conversation. We talk about this stuff all the time on our social media. We're at Sound Service on Twitter, Sound Service Podcast on Facebook. And that's our website, too. Um, we've seen a lot of concerts recently. I think we've seen the most concerts collectively in a week. In a week, more than anyone in Phoenix. Than anyone in Phoenix. <laughs> no, like without a doubt. Um, Rob, of course, taken all the way back to Prophets of Rage. Of course, the huge collaboration between Cypress Hill, Chuck D, a public enemy, and Rage Against the Machine. Of course, that was homework assigned by myself. Some a little bit of rage oh, yeah. a few mm-hmm. episodes back. Uh, we break it down a lot, guys. But Prophets of Rage over at Auction Pavilion, Rob. Tell me how amazing this show Absolutely had Absolutely one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. I was in the pit. My buddy Pablo hooked us up with tickets in the pit, and it was absolutely amazing. Corbin, you've talked about that moment where you just the music just owns you. Mm-hmm. The last song they played was Killing in the Name of, and you F you, I don't do what you tell yeah. me. I was ready to burn that mother down. I was like <laughs> so like into it. I was in the mosh pit. I was like the old guy in the mosh pit. Just that, that song just took me over, and I was just like, Yelling at him like, F you, I won't do what you tell me. I just was like, that music, it just got me. Oh, my God. That was insane. so cool. Straight musical oh, anarchy. That's, yeah, like, that's oh, the I was. Man. I became like Zach De La Rocha's like evil <laughs> twin or something, and he's like already anarchist enough. Yeah. And the other part that I love, too, we were like right up the front. So they did this, like, they had this little out section where they put a couple tables, and Chuck D and Be Real got on tables, and literally, I was like, Oh my God. I touched uh, that. That's Chuck D. That's be real. <laughs> and I think right you, there in my face. I think you tweeted that photo. No, like yeah, you tweeted the photo. You got to check it out at Rob Hunter Media yep. on Twitter, dude. The photo's great. Like I see your hand, and I see like it was Chuck D's hand, like right there. Yep. And he had a Make America Rage Again hat yep. on. That was oh. really cool. Yeah. Some I, some dude tried to hit us on Twitter, and he tried to say, "Oh, that looks like a Make America Great Again hat." No, <laughs> I, I was a, like, "It's a it, process of rage show." Yeah. Right. Make <laughs> yeah, America exactly. Rage Again. Uh, but you know, and, like whatever kind of frustration I had, which I have a lot with this country in this presidential race it was like that moment like it just hit me in that last song and i was just like and that's oh. that's exactly why they came back and that's exactly right. why they're doing this yeah yep. mm-hmm. but it was like nice to have that corbin moment that you've talked about in that show and i was just like this is comp-. i realized that after because i was just my adrenaline was just through the roof and i was under the, when they were done i was just like I just had a Corbin moment. <laughs> I just had a Corbin moment. But that's amazing. The because, music is in your soul. Yes. Yeah. I think that's incredible because, you know, there's a lot of skepticism as far as this collaboration would go. Is it going to be, you know, of course, everyone says, oh, Zagna, De La Rocha not being in the be band real. and all that. Did a like, phenomenal yeah. job filling in for De La Rocha. Great. Because he kind of was the lead guy for the Rage tracks. Sure. And he sounded really good. Man, that is so cool, man. Well, I know on that same night, Corbin. It's actually the night before. Oh, the night before. Excuse me. You were in one of my favorite venues um, in Orange County, California, the Observatory, and you got to see Lil B in Clams Casino. But I think you got to see it in a way that we couldn't even imagine. Well, yeah, we uh, we went to Lil B up in Orange County, and you know I love Clams Casino, one of, of the best producers in hip hop, probably on top on the same level as Jay Dilla for me. They're like neck and neck. He's incredible. Anyway, we got down. We were in the mosh pit. Well, it wasn't supposed to be a mosh pit because Clams Casino is very chill music but for some reason it was hype in there in the mo- there was a mosh pit for some of the slowest songs i've ever heard in my life <laughs> but one of my buddies was up up near the stage and we saw him up there by himself and we're like all right let's go over there we walk up there and what do you know we end up being on stage with little b clams casino for the whole show and the best wow. part is okay. just like rob you have pictures on your social media too at y2 corbin oh yeah now, okay, now, did you see Lil B or did you see the bass god? It was the bass god. <laughs> okay, no, no, like, <laughs> it's a confusing thing. Lil B. Brandon McCartney has two uh, personas that he decides to turn on whenever I think I'm does. still confused as, like, what the difference is between the two. There is no difference, but they exist. 
Okay, got it. <laughs> Ambiguous is all get out, but you just have to love him that much to get the difference. Totally understand. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Either way, it was a great show. Uh, Clams put on a really good show, and then they kind of mixed in Little B, and then Little B took over and just threw like a full blown rager till the end of the night. Nice, it was a really good man. weekend. And then the next night, we actually went, or the next day, we went to uh, the the Standard, and they had a uh, some DJs from the Dirty Bird uh, DJ Collective, which is all kind of deep house house music which is really good as well wow. so it was a f- music filled weekend for myself as well and the music hasn't stopped for the sound servers because mm-hmm. then fast forward uh to this past tuesday i had to go see leon bridges had to i got to i got to shoot the show as well um i got mistaken for him three times <laughs> not by white people that's how you know i look good it was the wow. black people that approached me saying are you leon and i was like that's how you know you're looking good. Have they off. ever yeah. seen Leon though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I don't think I. Look, I mean, but I, I, I don't know if y'all saw my getup. Like, but okay, I, so I, yeah, I had my hat on. Yeah, the fedora. Oh, I had my fedora. Like, see, you know, okay, I was no, looking really you were in good. The element, yeah. Oh, I was in my element. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm going to see Leon Bridges tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta, I gotta kind of do this. And so I got photos up on my social media as well. Man, they came out amazing. Um, but when I tell you, and my bay of all bays, like my future wife, Leona Lahavis, she opened up the show. Oh my god! I'm speechless. Like, I'm, I'm literally like, like I like, would I tell you that her voice was immaculate, and she just shines on stage for someone who really just kind of stays in one place. Really, I've never been more drawn into to, to, to a soul singer. Like, she was incredible. Jeez, yeah, we, I, I I actually need to go. Um, like I need to go explore her a little bit more. When rewind. I saw that she was opening up. I was I was looking at her name like that looks a little familiar like yeah. I think I might have remember you spinning her maybe a couple times when we were just kicking it. But oh yeah. yeah, no, I need to go check her out. Look, I'm just Leon saying, she has curly hair, gorgeous, and she's from London. Oh, okay, yeah. London. That's yeah. the package. Yeah, That's it's kind of like you kind of you gave me natural <laughs> all the check. You gave me so natural hair and, 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 a, and a English accent. And an accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm like cool. Put a ring on it, and like she's stunning, but phenomenal voice, amazing performer. And Leon had the greatest lighting setup, really? stage lighting I have ever seen. The way it moved, and it was so it was so uh, old school. Is that it? I mean, of course, you ever know you know he's very reminiscent of Sam Cooke, and you know it's soul music that is very big band and whatnot, but like. It was electrifying Jeez. from front to back, and the stage lighting was so cool because it wasn't – he didn't have, like, you know, a display wall or anything like that. You know, it wasn't a rapper or a singer of today. You know, like, it was very much him and his band. But the lighting, after every song, it would – he would, you know, he would end, boom, and the lights would just go black. And then it would always fade on to the next song. It was just great. It was a soul-stirring show, photos, everything. It's up on my social media, Malcolm Alex NDR. And then, of course, we fast forward. Rob, you've been to Auction Pavilion oh. three times in seven days. Man, I need some sleep. We were there last week for Hall & Oates. Yep. Of course, we talked about Prophets of Rage. Yep. Last night, it was Black Sabbath. Holy the end, cow. the final. Obviously, Ozzy Osbourne, one of the quintessential heavy metal bands of all time. For a bunch of old guys, it sounded pretty good. Dang. It sounded pretty good. I'm not a huge Sabbath guy. Uh, my buddy Rob is a huge Sabbath guy. I like the song War Pigs. I think it's one of the best songs of all time. It's a very anti-war song, very anti-Vietnam. They played that, and I was like, that's my jam. Right <laughs> that album jam. is one of the best albums ever. 1970s, what, Paranoid? Paranoid, I believe the name yep. of it is, yeah. So it was. they did a really good job. I've seen them twice. It, was, it sounded good at the outdoor arena. That place was packed last night, too, because it was, I think, one of their last stops on their supposed last tour. So hopefully y'all got to check it out. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Of course, super lit over the auction pavilion, and yep. uh, it's going to get even more lit in Las Vegas this weekend, guys. The iHeartRadio Music Festival, two nights, one stage. It kicks off, um, if you guys are going to be listening, it might be on Friday, but nonetheless, kicks off 23rd, 24th, Friday, um, over in Las Vegas, guys. Amazing performers, and we're going to talk about uh, one of those performers today. Last week, we broke down Sia's uh, album, This Is Acting, and today, for our album review, it's Usher's eighth studio album. It's called Hard to Love. Hard to like. Sorry, <laughs> oh, okay. did I say that? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, are these the same sentiments of everybody else? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Here's the thing. Okay. So we need to break this down. Okay. Usher has had eight albums in his career. He's getting up there. Right. Okay. And and he's had like a music career that spanned like more than two decades now. Like his self-titled Usher came out in '94. Okay, and like, and and what do we think? Like his like his most complete body of work is Confessions came out in '04. I don't know if it's most complete. I think '8701 was phenomenal. I think My Way is phenomenal. I I don't think Usher has released a complete 
album or a complete body of work right since confessions right i yeah. think every album post confessions uh what was that that was here i stand that was raymond versus raymond that was looking for myself and that was now uh, uh hard, hard to, to love. love on all four of those albums it's always been standout singles mm-hmm. you can say okay great so there was like love in this club on i think it was like here i stand and like you got that and you got like moving mountains or whatever and it's no like good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you have like two songs on there, and of course, you, you know, loving this club still comes on. Everyone goes crazy. Like it's awesome. Same with when you fast forward to like Raymond versus Raymond. Everyone like, knows, oh my god, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. with, with the one I am, and it's oh, like, oh, that song is the worst. Yeah. Look, <laughs> that song look, is but it's still oh, smashed. So simple and it's Will I Am simplicity. Uh, uh, I know, but look, know. again, it was still a hit. Sure, it still played on CHR radio hit. and all that stuff. And so Usher has. Usher will always be, and I and I will. And he even had a couple one. joints on this album that were that are straight radio smashes. Right now. Like, like no oh, limit, yeah, no limit, and crash. Like great, great singles. I think I I like those, and I I love that Usher is one of those artists. And there's not too many that can go as someone who started as an R&B artist. He can release a single for CHR radio for pop radio, and he can release a single for rhythmic radio, all in the same month. And he can say no limit. That's going to go to hip hop radio, and crash is going to CHR in both, and they're both charting super well. I don't like you have to respect that man for that because I don't know a lot of artists that can say I'm gonna release a, a hip hop single and release a pop. Single. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Single. Off the same album, and they're going to both do well on those individual charts. Like, I really applaud Usher for that, because I don't know a lot of artists that can do that. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely, like, one one of the first artists to be able to make, like, that, uh, like, Man, I, I don't know the crossover. Yeah, Man, like, seamlessly, really, though. Yeah, seamlessly, seamlessly, where he's he's just as respected in urban right. radio as he is in pop radio. You it's, know, I have to really give but, him love for that. But this is a misstep. This album. All right, well, man. And there's still some good stuff on See, this album. It's not entirely bad. No, it's See, okay. It's it's okay. It's it's not what I expected. I expect you know when Usher just, comes up to the plate, I expect a home run. No, this okay. Is a, eh. See, okay, Malcolm, here's something that I kind of picked up. Why does Mac Miller's album have more soul and more, like, and more slick R&B and do more? compare Mac Miller to Usher. I am comparing the albums. I don't know. Have you you heard Divine Feminine? I don't want to. Bruh, listen to that. You want to think that they should have switched albums. Like, they should have switched albums. I'm I'm not going to lie, and I would actually agree with you. I think just because, you know, but Usher, again, he kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the first part of the album, I'm like, okay, he's, like, on this, like, future soul, trap soul. Uh, he's on right, this right. It's very, like, melodic. Stuff. It's very, like, melodic trap. Like, melodic he's trap very, like, trap. trying to, like, adopt, he's, like, the ATL sound. That's, what, that's exactly what it right is. Now. He's mm-hmm. on a thug love type right. tip. Yeah. Right. But the modern thug love, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, I'm like, okay, Bryson Tiller, like, Chris Brown could have featured on these right, songs. Right, you know what I'm these. saying? Like They could have made one of these they, albums. They could have made one of these albums, you know? And then, like, the other half of the album is, like, more, like, pop. Like, you know, I, it yeah. wasn't soul. But Mac Miller, on the other hand, comes out, releases, like, a Yeah, a all very, soul, like, slick, like, very smooth, soulful R&B, like, real. It really felt good. Like, I felt, yeah. like, I felt Mac's album, like, right. kind of right here. And so, and I was kind of missing that with Usher's album. Yeah, look, it, uh, he's an old guy trying to be, sound young. Right. He's my age, you know, trying to sound twenty-two. 
He's trying to go with the. This is what happens to artists all the time. Yeah. They want to stay relevant, and that's what this is Usher's attempt to stay relevant mm-hmm. to go with the modern sound. Because I listen, if you listen to eighty seven hundred one, you listen to My Way, you notice the sound is the sound of the uh, my high school and college era. The yeah. sound of this album is so this your era. era, you guys, James and Malcolm, yeah. of how modern music sounds. Mm-hmm. So it's Usher not trying to sound old. You know, not like, oh, I'm going to do an album like I did in Confessions yeah. 12 years ago because the sound of music changes every six years or something like that, every six, seven years. So that's yeah. what he's trying to do here. My problem is I'm too old for it. I'm too old for the sound because I want my sound. I want you know, the sound that I grew up with more than I want Usher to sound like Young Thug or you yeah. know, Future. I'll- I'll give him this though. He did stick to this. Like uh, he did stick to his roots by this. He kept all the U's that are in the song titles. They are just the letter U. Okay. <laughs> he did not spell out the word. U. He did not spell out U. Okay. So that's something that he held on to from Confessions. Okay. <laughs> but there's not much else that is. And you know, and, and, and like if you guys, because you guys are really big Usher fans, I think we're all big Usher fans in this room. Oh, Absolutely. of course, no and, doubt about it. And you know, and where are like where our expectations too high? I'll admit, mine kind of were just mine because of Roots Picnic. Just because of Roots Picnic this summer. Mine and he honestly blew my weren't mind. though. Like mine really weren't because I'm coming off of his past three albums. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like Here I Stand was just one of those like albums that I really consumed in like in high school that I was like, okay, cool. Like I really dig this. Like it was it was more pop R and B, but it was like one thing. But right. after, after you know. Here I stand and on, especially after looking for myself, he's only had one to three cuts on those albums. So I was expecting another album that was going to have one to three cuts, and that's exactly what I got, sadly. Right. So, I mean, of course, deep down inside, I was like, you know, Usher's going to surprise me. He's going to pull out and maybe, like, you know, he's going to whip some out, and it's going to be, like, dope. Like, it's just going to be really, really – I'm not going to see it. But when an artist is trying too hard to be relevant, that's when we have a problem. And that's Usher. I think Usher could have stuck to his guns and stuck to what he knows. But at the same time, True. he has been getting inspired. He has been around the world. He has been, you know, he hangs right. out with a lot of young artists, you know what I'm saying? Which is good. He's inspired by that. Right. I think that the song. And he's inspired a lot of them. And he's inspired know? a lot of them. You know, I just think that so the Atlanta click. There's an Atlanta yeah. click. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And a heavy Atlanta click. But I just think that it was maybe him being just a little too modern. Right. And yeah, that's what see, it was. See, and, Stick to your guns. Right, yeah. and see, and it's tough, though, too, because his voice still sounds amazing. Absolutely. It, like, still sounds as good as it has, like, all these years. This is the best sounding he's had in right. an album in the last four albums, Yeah, for sure. No, he his vocals are incredible on here. Yeah. But the problem is what he's singing is not. Like, the, the yeah, lyrical yeah. content Dude, I don't know. It's so immature. This I album thought it was so I immature. I don't think it is immature. I think it's very mature because it's a lot of stuff about... Sex. About infidelity and sex, sex. like sex. right, sex, sex, sex. Yeah. This p word, this, but sex, the, this. It's not just about sex. The main, if you, if we're gonna find something that's the common thread through this entire album, is infidelity. Well, that's the mm-hmm. whole point of hard to love. He's hard to love because he has a, a penchant to go back to confessions and cheat, and, and he's a sex addict. Yeah, because he was a. Or a form sex addict, basically. Yeah, this is true. Aren't we all? We're men. <laughs> <laughs> nice excuse, Ursher. You know what? No, Corbin, that's a really, really good point, though, because yeah. I, I did find that. You know, maybe, but maybe I'm just tired of the whole narrative of, like, the price of fame is too real, so infidelity is just too common in my life. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I'm, I'm so sick. I'm sorry. I'm so sick and tired of that, of, of that narrative. Like, it's just, no, honestly, again, it's I, I get it, but again, this year, it's like, we get infidelity from from lemonade and and, and all right. this stuff, and it's like you know the price of fame. Like, I'm personally just tired of it. I think Usher did a good job on this because it's good. We haven't heard this narrative from Usher in a while, like of this infidelity, and you know, especially him being in the mature place that he is and the experience that he has. You but know, is he it. trying to relive confessions? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But it's the same kind of theme. I mean, because confessions part one and part two, those particular songs, yeah. phenomenal. The storytelling in the song, yeah. the music background of the song, those are much more mature lyrically, I think, than I want to have sex with that chick, and I'm going to have sex with that chick, and I'm going to have sex with that chick. But See, I think- and those are the weakest songs on the album. The I strongest agree. songs on the album are the ones where he's really into his thing. Yeah. Where he is really confessing, not play on words, but where he's really like into his, his whole like infidelity. Yeah. And personally, See, I'm just going to start out with the tracks right now because my track is the title track. Of the I was clip. just, man, okay. I was and just about to bring that, that up. Is the, like, eh, that's the deepest quick. song on the album. No doubt. And yeah. it's the be- to me, it's the best song yeah. on the entire album because it is the most raw, the most emotion, especially from Usher. So here we go. I'll send you back and forth. You never know you try your luck. They call me Las Vegas You get what you pay for 
I feel that 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 one live is going to shut down a crowd. Mm-hmm. Like it, everybody's going to be like emotional for that song. Yeah, it's also like the most musically like different than any of yeah. the songs. Like, it is the only song that sounds different from like it's the standout track. Yeah. Of the album. yeah, the one out of fifteen. Really? Right. Uh, that's that's what I thought. It was the standout track, but I didn't really like it. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah. I still wasn't exactly I was like, there with because it. I think because it's the last song. I think I was so was worn out. With, well, That's after, yeah, exactly. But I was right. just kind of like, eh, because I was listening to it with my wife, and yeah. Amy's a big Usher fan too, and yeah. she was like, I do not like this at all. And we listened to that song, and it was just kind of like, it just seemed out of place. It I didn't like even I was get fatigued. I didn't even get through the eight minute track. I got like four and a half minutes through, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I get the point. See, yeah, yeah, no, this, I, and this I, was the emotional apex of the album. That's yeah, it. yeah, I get it, but it's just like by the time you get here on the album. Mm-hmm. You're burnt out because I, like I, I, I was going to say the same thing. Sidebar, uh, Ms., Mrs. Amy Hunter is going to be our Sound Surfers iHeartRadio correspondent. Oh yes. um, yeah, she got hooked up. She's going to Vegas. I know. We're not even going. No, we're not going to Vegas. What? She's like, going to we're Vegas. just talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Amy's like all up in there, VIP, yeah. like chilling with Bob Pittman the whole nine. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, she knows hey. people. Oh yeah, she knows people. Rob, Dude. like, how come you don't know people? Like, I know those people, but they invited Amy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we think your life's cool. No, I know. Yeah. That's, What'd you do it. wrong, Rob? No, you just burned bridges. I'm just gonna call her. It's a ladies' thing. It's, it's a ladies' thing. It's what it is. Ladies' weekend. Yeah, it's a ladies' weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all good. We go call it. We'll have bro weekend. Getting hurt. We can watch the. Uh... <laughs> exactly. I ain't jelly. No, man. I'm good. I'm all well, you good. know the, the sound service. We'll be watching the live stream. Yeah. Uh, you know, together, yeah. have a little brotastic yeah. weekend with, with a few brews. Have some Hennessy up in here. Yeah, you know, up in here. Do it up in here. <laughs> some good Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Some good Wi-Fi. Get the uh, get the best stream. Get the best stream. You know, no lag on the look, stream. Look, who's trying to go to Vegas anyway? Like, we yeah. don't, that's you the know, place expensive. Man. It is expensive. It's anyway. like fifteen bucks a drink on the cheap. <laughs> That's so I heard it's like okay. Some girls was telling me like she almost paid, but a guy paid it for a thirty-seven dollar drink at some bar oh, yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. I was yeah. at Omnia last Halloween and I got a Wells gin and tonic. Wells. Oh, no. Normally oh, I'd go off and maybe like I get like Hendrix or like yeah. yeah. I was like, can I just get a Wells gin and tonic? Yeah. They said, yep, eighteen dollars. Oh! Might as well spend for that. Rest. I no like. Like I like I never like I I hesitated and thank God we were there for my sister's birthday and my sister's friend went. And she, oh. just, she just slid the camera card. I was like, bless you. Thank I'm you. just going to have this one. I'm just going to have this I one. Promise. And it's fine. <laughs> like, oh, it was awesome. Yep. But uh, but no, you know, I, I think with with this album, you're burnt out by the time you get to the songs that really do speak volumes to Usher's lyrical and storytelling problems. Yeah, absolutely. Because right? we're talking about an album here, a body of work. Yeah. We're not just talking about, all right, this song versus that song. And, and like, a lot of the music on here, like, you do just, like, start to listen passively after a while. Oh, no it's doubt. just like It's just so easy to get, like, disengaged from this. Yeah, which, it wasn't know. anything. The music was good. Right, but it yeah, it's wasn't, not captivating. It, but it, it wasn't captivating. my ear, but yeah. The, the, the thing that shocked me from you guys was your clips, because I thought your clips were the least... See, I did the that least, on purpose. We're, we're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I did. Ah! I mean, I Parts did that on album. purpose because that's what I got out of the album. Was that? And yeah. I'm like, this is fine. Rob's cool. cut was from No Limit, which is one of the sing- the yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just like that. No Limit. See Murder, Murder. He's like gotten all those No Limit New Orleans shoutouts. Like, I love, dude. For the moment I heard that song, I love No Limit. I love I am it. Dying I'm right still now. confused where the Ghetto D line came from. Well, it's an actually a Master P album title. Get yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This, it's all everything he talks about is, is, it, it, is it's a no P. limit. Yeah, no limit. Yeah, I get that. I just because I got the whole like get yeah, a Master P, no limit. Like you oh, know, like Black Card, no murder. limit. Yeah, yeah C murder. murder is a rapper. Yeah. who was in jail for murder. Yeah, and I get that. Know. I just I didn't know that Ghetto D was it. I, he just said give you that Ghetto D, and I was like Usher, you're not like you live in a mansion now. Yeah. Like <laughs> you mean like like that 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 like that. You're Six from figure, Haiti. yeah. I'm like, you mean that uh, seven figure D, or like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to understand where the D is from. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I love this song. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Make you say, no limit. I see mama murder that. No limit, baby. Get a ghetto D girl. No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. You know you fine, baby. You know that you fine. I'm just trying to make you mine. Trying to make you mine. Yeah, I'm trying to make you mine. Put a tingle in your spine. We got a vibe. We got a whip. You just ride on it. 
And I'm sorry, his video for this is amazing. Dance moves, man. Still got it. Dance moves. He's still Still got got it. it. Usher as an entertainer is at an all-time high, though. And that's why it's like, even... And that's probably why, like, some of the excitement for this album and anticipation for this album was like... Well, or at least, like, for me, like, probably why I was so excited sure. for it yeah, yeah and you know, i can see that yeah that, i picked that entertainment value because it was like it's kind of cheesy in a way and i'm like all right that's why i picked it because i thought the album in general and i wanted that i'm gonna make your, your spine tingle because i'm like again it's like i'm like this is literally modern hip-hop it's like and i hate to sound like the old guy and i know that a lot of songs i listened to were about sex but i'm like bro every song that i hear now it's not even creative it's not mm-hmm. even like I'm going to take my key and stick it in your ignition. It's like, let's just say sex. Let's just say the P word. And I'm like, nothing's less than the imagination anymore. It just seemed weird for Usher to say that to me. It just, it took right. me aback. And I'm like, wow, he's talking. And I read, I went back and I read the lyrics and I was like, this is just that, like, really direct. Three times in four lines. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I'm not really down with that. I'm like, it just, it, it turned me up. So you want to go back and you want to play the first three album, Beach for the Sheets. This one I wouldn't put on. I'm like, yo, Amy. Because she'd be like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> I'm not in the mood, babe. Right, exactly. like, you can forget yeah, this. Turn it just, you know, if I could be a little personal, throw on the old stuff, cool. But this one, I'm like, it's not going to work the same way. Yeah, not at all. No, yes. and I would agree because, you know, it's because it's the modern trend to not leave any or to not leave anything up to the imagination. And, and that's why I'm just like, I felt old listening to this. I'm yeah. like, I'm old. I'm officially old. Usher's yeah. trying to be young. And I'm old, and I don't like I it. I mean, but it's also just not good, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was like, like coming, coming from the young cats in here, like, yeah, we're you know, still, like, not, we still not really feeling it. Yeah, be, be, mm-hmm. but because, you know, but uh, maybe it's just an appreciation that we have collectively, you know, right, for, 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 for older music. Yeah. But it's just the fact that, again, we, and we say this in episodes all the time, you know, it's just... There was a time in which we left so much up to the imagination and that spoke to the storytelling prowess of an artist. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think Usher is at a level of entertainment and storytelling. You know, him as an actor, too. You know, this is coming on the heels of Hands of Stone, the movie that he has coming out True. where he's playing Sugar Ray Leonard. Of yeah. course, even in No Limit, he has a Sugar Ray line in there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he's at a place where it's like he's really able to put himself into these characters and really kind of tell that narrative. I just feel like he didn't give enough of that story in this album. There was great songs, like I said, with Hard to Love. It's like you hear that and you're like, wow, like he, can, he can get deep. He can still get deep. And that's what you want, though. And then that's he'll, what you want. And then, you'll, then he'll switch it up. I'm like, no limit. It's like, oh, okay, or um, like, make me believe in all well, that. You're like, oh. Or that Rivals track with Future. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, awful. That's not a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just a straight boo boo. Like, is it, I don't know, are you trying to be urban, trying to be too urban? Because, you know, he kind of was, he was a pop star for mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Pop star, Easy. huge pop star. And then he came back with what was that one? Uh, one about the stripper that he had like a couple years ago. Uh, OMG. I don't mind. Oh, you, you know, oh yeah. Oh, that was like, terrible. He's trying to be, you know. <laughs> that was not a good song. He's trying was... not to be a pop star. Yeah. I, I remember. An... I remember wanting to not believe for so long that that was Usher. Oh I was yeah. To this, I was like, these are not Usher's vocals. These are like, not. Like, dude, like, I refuse to believe it. I'm like, I yeah. think that that was his body double. Like, yeah, right. As him. <laughs> it was. It was low key Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, yeah, okay. It was. See, and I'll give it. Right. Like, if that was a Ty Dolla Sign song. Cool. It makes sense to be a totally tie makes sense, song. and I'm fine with that. I I dig tie Usher. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like all what he was good at, with maybe the exception of the song you picked, Corbin, is not here. It's not present. It's mm-hmm. and I, you know, I mean, it's like I said, all I can say is maybe I just aged out of Usher's demo. I don't know. Even the radio hit was great. Crash. Crash. That is song a great is an amazing song. song. It was hard for me to choose between Crash and yeah. Heart. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To love, because those two songs are the cuts I off the album. I love which Crash. leads me to your guys' cuts. Ooh. You guys had the exact same, not the exact Just same cut, but you had the same song. <laughs> Which is the second track on the album, Missing You. Yes. Uh, Malcolm chose earlier in the track, and James chose later in the track. So we could play both both cuts, because both this is one of those songs, the first time I heard it, I said, because mm, this is one that released before the album. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this switch up. Yeah. And then I listened and, to hmm, it hmm, hmm, a hmm. little bit more. And after your homework recently, this is, this, this is a song that I can mm-hmm. really get with, and I really appreciate mm-hmm, Usher mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, taking mm-hmm. the risk. And doing a song like this. Mm-hmm. Like the breakfast on Sunday mornings after drum set. <laughs> there it is. Oh, when you out with your girls, you'll send me a drunk text. Saying, baby, are you far? Would you come closer to my heart? I miss you, girl. All of a sudden, it's 1972 with that part of the song. It's yeah, okay. Steely Dan. No, was that, 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 that Steely Dan, Steely Dan Asia sample? Yep, yeah. that was part of that. Uh, like leading up to that amazing solo. And, and again, eight-minute title track, just beautiful. And here's the thing: like again, at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about this this switch up. Like he's going from like a trap beat to a Steely to Dan Steely Dan sample. Uh, to, like, to a Steely Dan sample. Like it, it's like it's it's trap, but then it goes to big band. And at first I was like, I don't get this. But the more I kept listening to that song. Yeah, I said he, this is maturity for an artist, right? And like, right. I didn't mind the sound. Like, like I was like, at first, it was, it was just I think it was so different, and that's why I was like apprehensive. See, yeah, no, first. and the change like it catches you off guard too. Oh, and then you know, and then guard. you also just like appreciate like, wow, like you sampled Steely Dan, like and like the greatest track on that album for on that sure. like two weeks on that after that homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah like crazy. Two, that's like what I'm saying, right? Like us <laughs> listening yeah. to the sounds of this podcast. He clearly is listening to us. Like he knows what to do. Totally feel what you guys are saying, but the lyrics again took me out of that. <laughs> it sure. was like I don't, exactly. I can't, I can't yeah. do it. I would agree. I think that song was something that was the most captivating musically for me. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. What one hundred percent? The production is very. The good. production value of that, yeah, because again, lyrically, I was yeah. brunch after drunk sex. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. wow. Okay, awesome. great. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't mind that, but like, well, no, I mean, like everybody, it, everybody, everybody likes that. Everybody likes like, that. Like, you, but, know, you, you don't got to be smart to like think about that. Like, you got to be cool. To yeah. Like that. And so, that's like, all. Like lyrically, talented. yeah, the song was just stale. I think we need to hop on that. Like, we need to get an instrumental going for that song, and like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to shop that around a few more like singers and kind of see. Yeah, we, seriously. Like, like, I look forward to the remix. Who can really do justice to that, <laughs> yeah. to that sample? Because like, like, the instrumental was cold, man. I was yeah. like, this is really cool. Like, call just him. call up Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, right. Hey, I'm oh, like, honestly, I, I need Ty honestly. to hop on that, or maybe we can get Zane, guys. <laughs> do you do you even want to get a James cut? James, do you want to get, no. get in this cut? Nah. Oh, no. guys. Man, okay, no, okay, it highlighted the Steely Dan sample part. Honestly, I, okay, I sent Corbin my cut at like 11.30 last night. I knew which song I wanted, but I was not at a point in time to where I could listen to the song because, you know what I'm saying, I was helping you out with the stuff, Malcolm. You know, okay. Anyways. Before this makes it sound like we're like running a drug, <laughs> like a, a drug. <laughs> like, we were shooting a commercial. We were, we were shooting, shooting a commercial. Like, you know, it was helping. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I say Corbin. Is that what it's called these days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting commercials. Me oh. and Rob are out of the loop on I this know, one, man. <laughs> <laughs> We got a chance to vote on that, boys. Oh, we don't even have to yeah. it anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Real, no, okay, real slick guys. That's great. That ain't even about the presidential race. It's about legalizing it. Hey, Rob, Arizona. Hey, Rob. You want to go shoot a commercial Let's later? Let's go shoot that. Let's I hate you guys. Let's shoot you two. guys are terrible. Let's shoot two commercials. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? You guys are really trying to hey. get, get there. <laughs> just, oh we're my not God. cool enough. We're not cool okay, enough. Okay, well. <laughs> no, okay, but I, I just sent him a time code that I just knew it was like 30 seconds, and I knew it was somewhere around the way, uh, somewhere around the area where that Steely Dan sample was, so no, we don't have to play. All right. <laughs> just wanted to highlight the sample. But All again, right. Well, we're, we're done. We're done with this album. Yeah, I was what do you say. Guys, no, we have like what is your slap scale on this album? Ooh, Malcolm, start it up. Don't, don't. Unless you want me to start it up, because I'm going to start it up, and I'll give you straight up. No, this is, okay, no, ahead. no, here, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. Okay, because honestly, this album has, the album has no replay value for me. 
I have I have zero. I have two of the songs, actually the only two singles in now playing list. Those are probably the only two songs that I even see myself reminding back to. Like I said, if if our cut of missing you was an instrumental, that'd be one thing. Yeah, it's not worth being instrumental. To to. Yeah, and honestly, even like the trap beat on there isn't that. Like I I think that's just more impressive just because you went from trap to like Steely Dan, Steely Dan but not even like the trap beat isn't even that good. Honestly, it, I'm sorry. And look again, y'all know I love Usher. I love him to death. This song gets a star for every good song in this album. Two, right, two. Mm. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, yeah, one point nine nine. Wow! Yeah. Man, I might be the high guy. I'm gonna go like two point three. I'm just giving it a two as well. Yeah, like that. Man, it, it, this it gives... might be Zanish. Oh, this is very Zanish. Man. It, yeah, it, it's... and th- and this just hurts because like hard. It, it's such like you know he his vocals again they're amazing. Yeah, uh, he yeah, sounds incredible. But, but, but just like the, you come around, we're gonna go. The sonic direction is just not there on this album. But look, no, but like there's no direction of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, oh no, I just made a, a Zane comparison. I said there's no direction on this. Okay, okay. <laughs> but look, what we can say though is that no matter what, Usher is no matter what still a legend. I wouldn't even call him an icon. Oh, absolutely. Usher is a Period. legend, and he is still one of the look. best performers and entertainers that we have out there. He's going to be at the iHeartRadio Music Festival this weekend. We saw him in Philly this year. He's still got it with hey, the performance. Hey, I, I could listen to live vocals. I could I could listen to MP3s of his live vocals. Oh, I still want to see him. I still yeah. want to see no, him. No, I still want to see him. him. He's incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing live. So, again, just because the album is hard to love, yeah. <laughs> go see him at concert because you will not be disappointed. We're the Sound Surfers. And uh, I got some of the coolest homework coming up. <laughs> Now, boys, don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. Still love that, man. I can't get over that. Rob, you are you are a wizard, sir. Might have to change it up, though. We're Ooh, 21 in. We might have to Ooh, you know might have switch it up. up. Let's keep it the way it is. Right. Ooh, okay. Right. I like it. Yeah, old school. I like it. I'm down. Well, speaking of old school, I like a little bit of an old sound. This is a really soul-to-soul episode of the Sound Service. Of course, we're on Sound Service Podcast on Facebook. That's our website as well. Hit us on Twitter. Join the conversation at Sound Service because I want to know how you guys feel about my homework assignment for this week. It's BJ, the Chicago Kids' uh, debut album. came out in 2012. It is called Pineapple Now and Later. I love the title. I love every track on the album. I like how he explains it at the very beginning. Yeah. That whole, that, the very intro and he explains the Pineapple Now and Later's and what for everybody who has uh, the rainbow color packets of was it Kool Aid or something that he said? I was like, that's cool. He set the stage and the story right away. I love that. For those of you that are unfamiliar with BJ the Chicago Kid, he's someone who, and again, some of the last week when we broke down Sia, what I love about BJ is that he is someone who worked behind the scenes for a very, very long time. Singer, songwriter, background vocalist. I think he actually worked with Usher at one point. Oh, maybe, really? I'm, maybe I'm wrong though. I like let, don't let's not take that as fact, but. Um, he's someone who worked behind the scenes for so long. Um, I I was kind of familiar with him, and then one day his album just kind of shuffled my way on a station on Spotify. Um, and a song from Pineapple Now or Later just shuffled on, and I said, "Who who who is this cat? Yeah. What's kind of going on?" Put the album on. I think it is one of the best modern R and B soul albums. One hundred percent. In a, of this era, of this era, of, was, of, and, of, and of especially in this era of like of R and B just being like just so aimless, being hard to love. You know exactly. You know what I'm saying. That's why I'm exactly. glad that this is the homework because it's it's this right. Is what this Usher levels it out. Be. Yeah, this right. is what it's hard be. to love should sound like. Yeah, to me. like I mean, this is someone who who has toured and worked with Jill Scott. This is someone who has worked uh, many times with Raphael Sadiq of Tony Tony Tony. Nice. This is someone who has been on tour and working backgrounds for some incredible soul artists. And so he has been bred. He has been born in it. <laughs> he was born in it. He, he, was, he was bred by soul music. And, of course, right. coming out and of it, Chicago, um, and, and, of course, that, that Motown sound, man, he embodies that. And he actually is signed to um, uh, a subsidiary of a Motown label, too. Really? Which is really, really cool. And so the album front to back is this incredible, like you said, he set the stage of this life story of how yes. he came to be as a soul singer and this rise of soul within himself. Um, it's an album about self-love. It's an album about heartbreak and love and innocence and being a child. And it resonated so well with me in a time that I was growing up in and in a time that 
I was trying to love and find myself all at the same time. Right. And there's so many songs on the album that just every song just makes you feel so good. Right. Yeah. And it's just like it's so great because this album, you know, there's so much like in this era of music right now, like with R&B. Uh, you know, it's kind of just merged with hip hop a lot, you know, not even just like musically, but also just like, you know, as a product itself, it's yeah. just merged with hip hop. But this like he does it really well here. Like it, it's still R&B, but it just incorporates hip hop. You know, like he still yes. has like the drums on Sex Money sneakers oh. are so great. But then he yeah. brings it. But then he like he brings in like Sex Money Sneakers. It's like, you know, it, it just gives you this very like antique bluesy feeling. And it's just like, wow. You know, the, the way that he's able to blend styles on here is crazy. Well, and that's the strength, of the, I thought, of the album. Different moods, different vibes. Like, kind of a little D'Angelo-ish. Got a lot of Chicago See, feel into it. Exactly. And he yeah. did, like, a bunch of D'Angelo covers, which we actually, I think we talked about a couple episodes ago or something. Yeah. And they're all incredible. Like, he literally sounds exactly His like D'Angelo. His falsetto is on. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And he sang background. One of, the, one of the albums we just reviewed. What album was it? Kendrick, yeah, was he on was, Kendrick, but it was a, it was one we just a couple weeks ago. I think it was the song oh, I picked, Anderson Pock, Anderson Pock, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. the yes, Waters, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's exactly right, and that and that's honestly one of the best songs of this year, the yeah. Waters. Bruh. Oh my god, that is, that is an incredible song. Bruh. I don't think you guys are gonna like me. I didn't like the album. Okay, cool. Um, just turn your mic off. Just like <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll run the show for the rest of this. I mean, it's, it's it no had worries. no replayability for me. Wow, I only liked maybe three tracks on the album. So, I think I think it was coming off Usher's album, doing both albums. I was very disappointed. Just um, the state of R and B. Just the state of I was. Just, <laughs> I I did like how it was different because I was expecting something else. I was expecting actually a hip hop album. I wasn't expecting something like this. So it it reminded me of Anderson Pac, but at the same time, I it felt flat for me. Like there was a, a couple standout tracks like Fly Girl Go Get Him, which is Rob's mm. track by the way. Oh, I love that's my song. jam. That's but my to me, honestly, there was only one really standout track on the album. And what was that? And that was Dreams 2. Ooh, Dreams 2 is dope. Yeah. And because that was that was a song about him basically succeeding and for you to succeed. And it was a, it was a very uplifting song. And that was the only song that I really got out of the album. Now, correct. And I, I know you guys love this album, and I That's hate fine. even doing now, that. Okay, I, 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 don't, I, like, I liked it, but I didn't exactly love it. I do feel like one thing that I did got, get out of this album, it's exasperating. It's 17 tracks. It is. Like, it's, it's a, a very long, long And there, there's way, a few you know? like throwaways. Like, you know, like, there's definitely like songs on there that like I could do without. Yeah. But Dreams 2, thank you for bringing that up. And, like, again, I could have chose a clip. Like for every single song in this album, like, but Dream Two is actually that's kind of what inspired, um, kind of a perspective change in my head. It pulled, um, he pulled the Will Smith sample, yeah, um, during, um, and 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 he had the quotes from Will Smith's CBS interview when he was doing a press run for Pursuit of Happiness, and I he, he had a quote in there that I literally the first time I heard it, I rewound this track, Dream Two, and he said, "Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity." He said, why have a plan B? Because it distracts from plan A. Exactly. And I heard that, and I went, and in this album, in that song, like, it prompted me to go back and like listen to Will Smith's kind of his press run and like listen to those interviews. And it was like, it's phenomenal. But for him to kind of put those, instead of like doing a vocal sample or doing like a song sample, like him just putting those in there in the midst of a song that's kind of talking about that narrative was pristine to me. And like, it's the whole reason that really caught my ear on this album, like Everything to me just sounded flat, and it was sounded the same, and I was like, ugh. And then I finally got to that track, and that, that Will Smith clip is what really turned my ear. And I was like, okay, I'm going to re-listen to this song. And I re-listened to it over and over, and I was like, this is a great freaking song. What about his song with um, Kendrick? Oh my goodness! Wait, okay. There, that, there's two of them, right? There's that. Uh, there's that one is, is. I mean, or his pain. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, his, his, pain. his pain part two, like. Oh, my God, like Kendrick on there. Because you know what it is? And I think maybe the reason why this album does kind of like strike a chord with me even especially is because like I love, I love harmonies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. Farnborough harmonies. And he mm. kills it. You know, and it's like for me loving D'Angelo so much, it's like he is like this generation's like vocal mm. reincarnation of D'Angelo. I, I don't know another artist that can kind of like live in that register that D'Angelo lives in so yeah. comfortably. Right. And right. so confidently mm-hmm. as BJ does. And I think throughout this album, like, you know, you get these love songs and they can be the sappy love songs, sure. But like those harmonies and his vocals are just 
on. Yeah, they like point. that's definitely like the forefront of this project. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it just folds so well with, with with the production of it, and I I think that's why it's like when it's like when I think about like a modern soul album, I think that's that's kind of why it's like this album means so much, and and mm. why it's like I thought it was really good homework, especially on this very cool soul to soul episode of yeah, yeah, yeah. of episode uh, of episode twenty one sound servers. It's it's the it's that it's that that mastery of that four part harmony, and it's just I feel like for someone who had a debut album, he showcased that super well. Well, that's the, that's the interesting other part of this album and how no one knows about it. Mm. Like it, yeah, I think he released it on his own or something. Like and, and no one really picked it up and never got any radio play. Mm-mm. It didn't sell very well, but it laid his foundation to kind of grow, if you will. But he'd already exhibited tons of growth in the album. That's why I, I particularly liked it, too, because I was like, this is kind of his debut project, but he's been in the game for a minute, mm-hmm. and he comes out with this. And I was like, all right, it's not perfect. Very few albums are perfect. Yeah. Very. Yeah. But I... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I enjoyed it. Because I never really heard BJ, the Chicago kid, with the exception of hearing background vocals or this and that. So it was mm-hmm. a good, good introduction for me. It's an introduction. Mm-hmm. It's a great. It's a great introduction, and I think that's it. Again, you know, it's like you know, coming in a time and thinking about the current state of hip hop. As we're saying, it's like I'm just trying to find find another album, at least in the past five years, that sounded at least this vocally, like yeah, leveled like, up to par. Yeah. Up to par. That's a good point. You know, and and that's what it is. Like I I think I understand what you're saying because I think that a lot of it was like I think the production value could have been better. I do uh, on certain songs. There's there this album can of course totally be improved. Who produced you know? it? Did he ooh, produce it? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, I'd, and I think, I'd say, yeah. And, you know, this, this might be... Co-produced with some people. Well, and, and it probably is the difference between... Because, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about doing this for a preview, some homework at some point, is the difference a good producer can make. Yeah. So a good producer can take these kind of raw ideas and say, let's refine them mm-hmm. and make a classic. Yes. And that's, I think, what, what's kind of... I wouldn't say missing here, but... You can see some, some, you know, I'll use Rick Rubin as an example. Someone with, like, Rubin's type of genius. Maybe it's that dude from Tame Impala. Here's this. Kevin Parker. Yeah, Kevin Parker. And, and he can make some magic out of it, make it magical. Because it's not quite magical, but the elements are there. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, and that's what it is. It's like I, I see the elements. I hear the vocal. Yeah. I hear the heart put into this. No doubt. And, yeah. and again, this wasn't one of those where let's have sex. Like I heard it and I was like, "This is D'Angelo. This, this is Brown Sugar. This, this is some James Brown soul." You know, like this is like I don't know if you can go that deep right I, there. I could. Like I felt because I, again, I felt like again he wasn't saying like "Let's have sex" or <laughs> "Girl, pull pull your pants down. Let me see you." Like no, it, 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 it was like you know I'm I'm grooving and I'm like, oh wait a minute, he like that was a great metaphor on how to how to how to, talk, how to address sex, how to address a, a, a young lady. You know, it's. It's very, very reminiscent mm-hmm. for me, you know, and it's like growing up and, you know, especially coming off the heels of last week with uh, Dead President soundtrack. You know, it's like you could have snuck a BJ the Chicago Kids song or a feature onto that album. Wouldn't have sent it out of place. Well, he does use a Marvin Gaye sample. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Just, yeah. It was just very hard for me to listen. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it had to be because. I was so worn out, worn out with Usher. <laughs> just run it back. Do yourself a favor and just run it back. I don't know. You got to be in the mood for it, though. Yeah. I think if if you know where you're at now, you'd have to be in that sort of R and B ish soulish yeah. mood. Like next time you're in the mood and like you just like and you just need something nice to listen to, put it on. See, when I get in the mood, I put on D'Angelo Brown Sugar. Now that is the album. Well, that's, that's epitome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's epitome. Like I, I, can't, I can't get mad that's at you for that. Like, yeah, I, I can't tell you like <laughs> yeah. that's wrong. Um, no, that's. <laughs> I would agree with you, but put it on next time. Like, like just when you're just when you're in the mood, try. just give it another <laughs> try. Just give it another try and get hard to love out of your head. Right. Just get out of your head, and I think that yeah. you might enjoy it. <laughs> just, just a couple weeks. Just give it a couple about, weeks. It really, taint, it, it really tainted me. Like, it really, no, you got really really to cleanse your palate. Yeah, right? You got to cleanse your palate. Well, wow. I, was, like, I was really depressed when I was listening to these albums. <laughs> you know, but you're giving us that because, Carmen, I think what stands out to me about how you interpret music is how it ties into your moods and your, you know, I will say feelings, but that's not exactly accurate. So 
you can go somewhere with music much easier than I can. Like, you, you'll follow that flow. And I think I probably, I just getting that, I can hear it in your voice, the strain from Usher. Oh, yeah. Like, you can just hear it. Like, oh, he's yeah. not his normal peppy self. He's normally just kind of like, man. He's got a drag. Yeah, he does. Usher but, drags you down, bro. It, it drugged me. <laughs> it drugged me in the trenches. <laughs> got, me, got me worried about you now, man. But you know what? Like, it's funny because I, you know, during this week, I didn't. I played Pineapple Now Later's a few times. It's just one of those albums, you know. It's like I just know it so well. So it's like, but I I could imagine if I was because Usher that, that was I was very burnt out. Like I and I and trust me, I like I would shed with with Usher's album. Like I was like, I'm gonna keep listening. I know I want. I like, See, maybe it's uh, one of those ten times you listen, yeah, it gets better. And please. You're like, please, yeah. I'm just like, it's gonna get better. I'm gonna hear something that I, else that I like, you know. And I, I can't run on the back, but I'm like, I know that if I was struggling to get through Usher's, then I try to listen to a because this, this was a long winded project as well. Um, with like I said, there, there's throwaway tracks on here. Maybe there's a few, but coming off of the heels of Hard to Love, I know I would be probably tired. And I myself. did the opposite, so I had the benefit of doing BJ the Chicago Kid first. Ah, see, yeah, see, so did not. Maybe and, I should have done that. Yeah, but man, yeah. I was in the trenches. <laughs> Look, let's get to some cuts. Yeah, let's run do that. it back. I do want to get to some cuts, man. I'm curious. Okay, so I'll start with mine just because we introduced it first. Yep. Uh, Dreams two, like I said, one of the probably the only song on the album that I really enjoyed. Just because it was so positive and uplifting. Here we go. And I've learned to change everybody your friends. Sometimes your dreams are bigger than me. I love the message. You just gotta find a place to Just let your actions show me. I like that change too. I just love the message on that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really it really put me in a good mood. Like yes. this song put me in a good mood for sure. And then, like, you know, that Will Smith sample just drove it home. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like the, the the king of Hollywood for me. It's <laughs> so standout, though, because you, you, he, he doesn't just play, like, a two-second clip. He plays, like, a paragraph. Yeah. It's, like, 20, 30 seconds long, and you're kind of captivated by that because it's like, wow, th- is a song? Is he going to sing? Or is he just going to play this Will Smith stuff? And they start singing, and he hits that part, and you're like, dope. Dope. Mm-hmm. And that's all you could say about it. Like, you hear the song, and you're just like, dope. Yep. Like, yeah, like that was, and then it goes right into his pain part too. And like, I don't know why you keep blessing me. I don't know why. Like that song right there was just phenomenal. Like I just, it's one of those things that, and when I listen to the lyrics on dreams too, you know, I'm sitting there like, wow, powerful, like, powerful, very, very powerful. And I've just, of course you hear those harmonies and I'm like, I don't know where else I'm getting harmonies like that. Mm-hmm. Usher's exactly. raw vocals are better than his harmonies. You know, like, like I, like I don't, I don't get, like, I don't listen to Usher for harmony. Right. I listen to right. he has great raw vocal. Incredible. Incredible range. BJ, church boy. No sure. doubt. Church yeah, boy. No wow. doubt. It, 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 His yeah. voice is very anointed. Yeah, like, very yeah, anointed. Yeah, Eastside yeah, High, that number so. two. That he, he comes in right in. That, it's the first <laughs> yeah. song, though. You can tell, like, it's straight oh, choir. Yeah, it's like, yes. Man. Killed it. Amen. Rob, I want to know, man, what do you, like, what, what's grabbing on the album? What are you feeling? I went back and forth between Sex, Money, Sneakers for, because I, I liked the song because it was literally a message about simplicity in life about look i got i like sneakers i like money you know but it was like but keep it simple mm-hmm. i like my friends i like smoking good smoke you know i was like <laughs> but it, that, that, that's what's important to him in life and the money part was just kind of a, a supplementary point to that but then i decided to go with fly girl get them because it was just i don't know i mean i think women look their best first thing in the morning and i thought that this was a song about that Kind of an empowerment song, say go get them because you bad yeah. just by being you. Yep. You don't have to you wear can... that makeup. Yeah, and that's I why that. that's why I went with that song. Corbin, hook it up. She put her hair up in a ponytail, no makeup on the face, a wrinkled t-shirt and some jogging pants, her Air Max she never laid. Yeah, Jeez, like that's the song. Yeah. You just like and then that, you, you visualize that whole thing. 
fly girl just getting out of bed, hair mm-hmm. now up with a ponytail, opens the door like I'm ready, man. This is right. me. Yeah, and Sorry. then and then like that that guitar in the back too is yeah. just so like like you know it definitely gives you that feel like them old blues and like OG like rhythm and blues sound mm-hmm. with it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Thank yeah. you, Rob. That song, yeah. like I, man, it's so hard because then I'm like, I love the big payback and you know, too, and I, I yeah. man, right, man, that's, ah. your, that's your cut. <laughs> that song, that's just one of those, man. That thing, that song rides. Like when I think about the ride, this song right here, it rides. What do you see, girl? that's like Dude, in the way that he's able to like layer vocals like oh. that has always been like one of his strengths you oh. know and the way that they all overlap is just so like uh oh my goodness life and shows the work too that he puts into it because yeah. he lays all those different tracks right yep. and it's something you know michael used to do that billy joel does that and you can hear like when you start like kind of peeling back the onion so to speak and like wow he sang that 15 times and he's like probably 115 times i'm gonna take the best four three whatever put them yeah. together i'm gonna sing it this way a little bit different i'm gonna sing it this way a little yeah bit. it's phenomenal phenomenal like crazy Good vocal work yeah incredible vocal work mm-hmm. white yes okay so my <laughs> clip as a matter of fact was the uh was the track good love okay oh. yes and uh and honestly like one of my th- one of my favorite things about bj the chicago kid as a vocalist like his his runs are amazing yes. like okay like he finishes a note and he'll just keep like going and then another thing like I just brought up was the way that he was able to layer vocals and I think that he does that very well on this track so good love Corbin play that My goodness, that uh. like, and then even like towards the end, like when he really starts to like, and he just like drops all the music, and he just lets like the vocals carry you to the end. It's just like, oh, I'm floating right Ooh, now. The whole album, man, yeah. those vocals like they really put you up in air. Corbin, rewind it. In no, I'm gonna weeks. have to in two weeks. I don't want you. I don't, I don't, look, here's the thing. I don't want you to touch it for two weeks. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Don't move. Don't even breathe. Next time Malcolm Don't homework, he's going to reassign it. He's going to reassign it again. <laughs> to you personally. Like, all the podcast, just like, Corbin, for this week, I need you just to rewind, find up annihilators, and just come back to me, okay? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It was tough. It and was then we're going to rewind it back, man. Well, I think I have an idea where Corbin said it with the album initially, but there's room for growth. I want to know, though. Slap scale. James, how you feeling? Um, I'm definitely going to give this probably around a 3-8. A That's exactly what I'm thinking. 3-8. It's not quite a four. It's pretty close, but it's 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 worth listening to. One hundred percent. I'm gonna give it a three. It's I not just, as bad as I thought. He could have went up below three. He could have went below three. Could have below three. No, that Usher album breaks though. threshold. Damn, yeah. yeah, when you compare the two, you're like, wow, this is so better. It's, so it's a better. lot better than the Usher album. But <laughs> it was tough. No, man. Uh, Sorry, I guys. love this album. No, it's good. I, I love this album. Love to death, man. I'd uh, I'd throw it about a good three nine, three nine two four, man. And Word. it's just one of those things that I'm. We have the best slap scale ever. We do. We go to decimal points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we give people, like, you know, a yep. good range. If you give sol- solid numbers don't give a good, like, defining. They don't. It. Yeah. They don't. Like, at all, decimals give that exactness Yes. Yeah, because Malcolm's saying it's just under a four. Just, just a hair under a four. Just a hair. Right. Not quite. Just but a with head. a three, you know, you get completely like misconstrued on r- yeah. really where we stand. Well, yeah. Like, like if we just gave it a three, if we didn't have decimals with it, sure, you know, oh, like we we would have thought that we would have liked it the same level that Corbin does, right? <laughs> important. Those so point eight point nine two fours are important. Oh man! So that's like an eighth of a finger, kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, something like that. 
So I'm curious, you know, coming off of this Soul to Soul episode and with this soulful homework assigned by myself, Corbin, you are up next. Oh, it's my turn? For some assignments, man. And I'm just, I am am so curious. God, I needed a palate cleanser for this this week. Uh, So I wanted to do something. I actually had four albums that I really wanted to give you guys. It took me a lot of listening, a lot of soul searching for the album. But uh, I went with one ultimately just because... I feel that you guys will connect with it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But uh, we all know who Tame Impala is, tying into earlier today. Um, I was going to go with their most recent one, Currents, but I decided to go with their debut album, Inner Speaker, because I wanted you guys to listen to the evolution of Tame Impala. And as you know, uh, Kevin Parker is a self-produced man. He basically does everything for Tame Impala. Just like Prince. Just like Prince, just like uh, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. He is Tame Impala. Yeah. He, like, trains a band to tour with, but he does everything. He is a perfectionist in the lightest (laughs) sense. Uh, So him working on a song like Lady Gaga's Perfect Illusion is a big deal. All right, guys. And it's good because I've never listened to Tame Impala. I've heard a couple of tracks. I don't know much about them. Inner Speaker was the debut, right? It was the debut. Yeah, my, my... headphones kind of like tapped out but yeah that that's a really interesting album and they certainly like they have like their sonic progression over their well his <laughs> technically uh over like the albums has been very very interesting so yeah i can't wait to talk about that yeah it was released in uh, uh 2010 so yeah. you guys are jumping back in time just a little bit not too much like i did before in 94 Man. so we'll talk about this next week i'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about this it's episode 22 look forward to it once again we are the sound servers i'm malcolm I'm James. Your boy Rob, the R-O-B. It's Corbin. And, of course, SoundServicePodcast.com. SoundServicePodcast on Facebook. And we are at SoundServers on Twitter. Join the conversation, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.